When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> Well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My. Her special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had Matthew Broussard, talking about accents, southern accents, all kinds of accents, talking accents, next on the Best of... Tom Bernard Show, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Matthew Broussard, our special guest, he is at Acme tonight, 8 and 10.30. Tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. The two 8 o'clock shows tonight and tomorrow night are sold out, but you can get in at 10.30. I would recommend it. It's a great idea. And I just, I love the fact that as we went to break there, Andy wanted to bitch about my storytelling, so we turned the mics down. (laughs) I always turn the mics off. 
I heard that, though. I heard you. No, it's true. I do tend to ramble a little bit, but that's <laughs> just how I feel. That's just the way life is. I've always been a rambler. You mm. know what I mean? Just a rambling man? Mm. I'm a rambling man, no question about it. Matthew Broussard in studio, ladies and gentlemen. So where did, you lived in uh, Georgia, you said? I grew up in Georgia. Uh, went to high school yeah, in Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Marietta you don't have an East accent. Cobb. Yeah, never picked oh, up Marietta, the accent, yeah. man. Never. I wonder why. Uh, my dad. My dad didn't have an accent. He uh, he grew up. Uh, oh, he didn't? Okay. Well, he, no, sorry. He, he changed his later in life. So he had an accent. And then uh, it was like that. He was Cajun. Very, very Cajun. His brother still had the accent. And then he got rid really? of his accent because he got oh, a yeah, PhD in chemistry. Mm-hmm. And he wanted people to take him seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, people should take him. Yeah, the, yeah, it does make sense. I would agree with that completely, but uh, I, I I just do love some of those. You go through some areas, yeah, like Mississippi, Louisiana, place like you're, where are you talking about, basically. Yeah, uh, a lot of Cajuns, all the rest of it. But I just love when they start talking. You go, only only Okay. Oh yeah, you know actually no Cajun accents. That's great. I get rid of <laughs> yeah. one of my biggest beefs oh, is in movies you. where they're in Louisiana and the actor just puts on the southern like a Missouri accent. Missouri accent. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like no, 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 no. It is a very no. different accent. Mm-hmm. It's totally. Honey, let me tell you that. Do you watch Ozark? Uh yes. Anyone watch yes. Ozark? Yo, great show. It's a great dude, show. Dude, the hillbilly, the hillbilly yeah. dude. That accent is nuts, and that's an Irishman. The guy who plays him is like Scottish great. or Irish, wow. and he does, and like everything he sounds, like just sounds like, oh, it's so great. Can you do? That's a Missouri accent, I guess. I don't know. We're, we're proud. Mm, yeah, people. yeah, yeah. Those are. Yeah. yeah. I don't all people down here. Some of y'all never been down south too much. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about it. They got Tony <laughs> Joe White. That, that works. But uh, I, I do love that, though. Though It's amazing to me, you know, uh, places, I haven't been in every country in the world, but England has many, many different accents. And if you ever try to talk to somebody from uh, mm-hmm. Newcastle, good luck. Yeah. They're speaking English, but you'd never know it. But it gets like that also in different parts of America, and just these different... I suppose it had to do with immigration and where the Irish ended up, where the Italian ended up, where the Germans ended up. I suppose that has a lot to do with accents, but I just... That southern accent, it's like they're not even trying to speak. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's so charming, though. It's so sweet. Like As a comedian, I wish I had a southern accent because it can just make everything sense. The one word I have an accent on is accent. That's the one word of accent. That's where I sound southern. Yeah. That's my pivot. And apparently when I talk to other southerners, I put on a southern accent. That's very common. Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. Coat switching, as they call it. Mm. One of my favorites of all time. I just related this earlier in the week. Um, (laughs) I had a guy on the show from New Orleans. He's from New Orleans, right? Yeah. And he's on the show and he's talking to me, <laughs> all the rest of it. And I said something to him that he didn't like and he goes, Tommy, you're kind of a skellyway. <laughs> like, what? What? Did he make you walk uh, the skelly-way. plank? What happened? Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> skelly-way. Yeah, I had to walk the plank. I love that word, though. Sc- Times Picayune, scallywag has probably been the headline many, many different times. I bet if you I said that word like on a national stage, someone would be like, that word's actually very racist if you look up its head. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay, that would not fine. be good. I'm sure everything well, is. Th- we used it as a, when I was very young as a term of for a what we thought was an ugly female. Oh. 
Mm. A scallywag? Mm-hmm. I thought that was, you said that was skanky. No. Liar. No. Liar. <laughs> 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 I thought it was like a, a treacherous person of you scallywag, someone who yeah. like kind of wrongs yes. you. I think so. Oh, my God. There's a scallywag whiskey, scallywag scotch, scallywag pirate. There you go. Walking the plank. Ooh. Scallywag's restaurant. That's so there's a lot of scallywags. I love the term hussy. No, scallywag. Husky. You ready? Hussy. That's a good one. Oh, hussy. A hussy's a great one. Yeah. A scallywag is a person who behaves badly but in an amusingly mischievous rather than harmful way. <laughs> a rascal. A rascal is a, a rascal. scallywag. That's, yeah. Imagine trying to call someone what an rascal is a mean insult. You rascal! <laughs> you find your wife yeah. finds you cheating. You rascal! <laughs> Out of my house! <laughs> you ne'er do well. Wouldn't that be great if that, uh, that's love, the way life really was? I just love antiquated swear words because I'm so I, I don't yes. like I try to not swear, but it's so fun to be like, oh shucks. Yep. Oh man. Gosh darn it. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't hear a lot of that anymore, do you? Oh, it's great, but it's just, yeah. Boy, they howdy. They kind of launch into it. <laughs> boy, yeah. boy, howdy. Don't people in, the, like in the Midwest kind of not swear as much? Uh, probably not as much. Nowhere near as much as, as, much as, as New Yorkers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, every time they say, don't you know, they're actually, they, they want to say the F word, but say, don't you know instead. <laughs> probably, yes. Yeah. yeah, I think that's probably true. Oh, yeah. When they do that, too. That's the oh, yeah. one. Um, I think, Matthew, you and I may have talked about this on the show yesterday, but when I left North Minneapolis, I could not understand what people were saying because really? we didn't have that Minnesota accent uh, where I grew up. We just it, it was a part of the city that just did not have that accent. So I would, I, honest to God, I once, for one of my first jobs, moved to Grand Forks, North Dakota, which if you think it's cold here, it's probably about 10, 12 degrees colder yeah. in Grand Forks, North Dakota. But... Um, I got up there and I swear to God, I, they were speaking English, but I could not tell it. I had, I could not understand one word they were saying. What's the North Dakota Well, Minnesota, northern Minnesota's got Dutch? the same accent too. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's uh, Scandinavian. Are you a, a, a Muppet chef? What is that? <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a Muppet <laughs> chef, doesn't it? Well, that's pretty much, he must have lifted that from a Minnesota accent because that is the Minnesota mm. accent right there. Yeah. Grand Forks is exactly 10 degrees colder than Minneapolis right now. Wow. There you go. You know, Negative oh, yeah, eight. Grand Forks is cold. Mm. A crazy one is uh, I had to research it because I had an audition for a super Chicago character. And I had to look up oh, a yeah. Chicago accent. It is its own yes, thing. It is. it is not a Midwest. It is, yep. Or they talk no, it's not the bear, and they they yep, yeah, the they Chicago replaced their D's with the, the yep. T-H sound with the D sound, and they got the real <laughs> drawn-out A's. Yeah, it's a yeah, crazy one. And like I always wonder it's like did someone just start talking like that one day and everyone else was like, "Yeah, that sounds good. Let's talk like that." Yeah, and it's also like within a 3-mile radius. So I was I was looking at YouTube videos on how to like, you know, what the accent was for that and trying to like practice it. And the guy mm-hmm. in the YouTube video said, "Here's your here's your, if you don't believe this is a real accent, call a CVS in downtown Chicago and just talk to the people <laughs> and ask them, right. you ask them how, you know, what, what flavor of Skittles do they have and just keep a conversation going sure. with them and you'll realize this is a real accent. <laughs> I love that. That is. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's true. There are a lot, a lot of situations like that, and it just, I don't know. Like I said, I, I love living in America. Chicago's one of my favorite cities in the world. I it's love great. living in New York and, you know, all the areas in which I live. Jacksonville, Florida was interesting because the one great thing about Jacksonville, Florida was there's a, a place in Leonard Skinner's from down there, Green Cove Springs, which is just south of Jacksonville. And in Jacksonville, you'd be okay. But once you cross the Jacksonville city line, and got into Green Cove Springs. If I like pulled over to get gas in Green Cove Springs, mm-hmm. I'd walk up to the pump and start talking like this. I tell you what, I need, I need to fill up, and then I'm gonna run to the store and get me a coke. Because if you didn't talk like that, they hated your guts. It really? was hilarious. They did not like you if you didn't have their accent. You're so that's true. Like, good morning, uh, good morrow, fine gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fine gentlemen. Picking caviar out of my teeth. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't like me? <laughs> nah, they're not going to care for that. I'm here to tell you, they would not like that down there. But it's uh, Isn't it the farther north it. you go in Florida, the more southern it gets? Yes, yes it is. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. There's no doubt about that. It's That's the deep. Jacksonville still is the deep south, isn't it? Matter of fact, and people, I guess some people don't realize. Maybe it's now that's grown some somewhat. Um, it, it just maybe it's different now. But it, when I lived there, it was that uh, was a deep south. There's no getting around it. How far north is Jacksonville? Uh, it's about God, maybe 50 miles from Georgia. Oh, okay. It's way far north. Yeah, it's way way far north. It's right on the St. Johns River. It was it, it was built there because of the paper mills. I guess they built a bunch of paper mills, St. Johns paper mill, and all that. And I think that's why the city developed around it. But uh, it's an interesting place to live. It was, one thing that was great about it is back in those days, like if you in New York City went and bought a candy bar and it was $2, you go down to uh, Jacksonville, Florida back then, it was like $0.10. Cents. <laughs> what? <laughs> How did this happen? But they just, it was priced, it was a Jacksonville, Florida price. It just was. Uh, but another thing I enjoyed about that, as you went into Georgia, driving up there to the Okefenokee Swamp or whatever, there were billboards everywhere at the Florida-Georgia line that had a guy, and I'm talking about a very muscular state trooper, mm. and the, the headline <laughs> on the billboard was, 55 means 55. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. I guess I better behave while I'm up here. So 65, but, got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so 65, yeah, I got it dialed right in. But don't you, I mean, you travel around constantly now. Yes. Um, don't you love all those different, uh, all the different accents and all the different cultures? I really enjoy I that stuff. Yeah, I Isn't really do. I love seeing the differences, and I like seeing how we're all the same. I like, uh, yep. I'm, I'm so pretentious. Whenever I go to a new city, I just look for the most bougie coffee shop, like the... Like the like minimally decorated, where they have like three items yep. on the menu. That's where I like to be and just observe. Everything people. is made of concrete and aluminum, which yes. is apparently like high class now. <laughs> yes. Even though ten years <laughs> ago it was the lowest of all class. Yeah. Looks like an operating room. Yeah, that's my favorite. I love coffee shops. I love seeing who's there because in every every city there's someone who like wishes they were in yep. New York and tries to pretend that their city yeah. is in New York. You got to in it. Yeah, like, you got to downtown Kansas City. They're like, we're basically Austin here. Like, <laughs> basically, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, there's a there's a coffee shop near my place in uh, New York, and I was. We, the coffee's great, but it's always crowded, and the baristas are jerks. They don't smile. They don't do any of this. And I figured out that they're told to be that way. It makes them seem more like upper class, like, you know, yeah. we don't 
We don't need to care about yeah. you. Yeah. And I realize that I tip more when people are mean to me because <laughs> I want them to like me. <laughs> Why don't you like me? Here's five dollars. Here's an extra dollar. Yeah. Do you think I'm a good person? <laughs> I guess human beings are like that. So they weird. they want to believe that they're not jerks, and if you think I'm a jerk, I can try to buy my way mm-hmm. into your heart. Do you think I'm I lame? Love that. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think it's fantastic. I do. All is different. So you just said that they're they're trained to be owly like that? Yes. What word did you just use? Owly? Owly. O-W-L-Y. You ever heard owly? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. O-W-L-Y. Just I've only owl. ever heard that. Owls tend to be crabby. You, what? Yeah. Look it up. Uh, let's Matthew, see. Matthew, do you have a son that turns on you constantly? I've heard <laughs> the term used constantly. <laughs> Oh, owly. it's a yeah, it's a Midwest thing, mm-hmm. apparently. Yep, it is. Yeah, I, it is. It is a Midwest well thing. Just means crabby, right? Right. Yes. So, and next time I bring it up, Andy, don't be all owly on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Those are just I, animals. Yeah, I be honest with you. Now I feel like I'm in a loop of well, how do crabs act? They act like owls. Well, how do owls act like crabs? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a zoologist. <laughs> I'm not familiar You'd with animal personalities. Out. You're gonna have to figure it out. It'll just be a wonderful thing. Um, I think it's very, very cool that you came into town and sold out your 8 o'clock shows on both weekend nights. Isn't that wonderful? That's wonderful. I, I mean, blame Lewis, in advance. like I said. But like, <laughs> you, blame, you blame Lewis. I blame Lewis. Yeah. I, I did not promote this on my social media the way I needed to. I'm like, well, okay. Well, it looks like they got it taken care of. But, but the question, uh, Lewis is, question is, is, does Lewis smoke outside when it's this cold? I think the cigarette I think goes, goes out because there's not enough heat in the atmosphere to sustain <laughs> right. it. I think he goes down to the uh, the, the secret, tributary. Yeah, the secret. The river tributary. Room. Yeah, secret. He probably does. That's probably true. He probably does do that. But you know, one of those smokers just, bags it, or whatever, <laughs> where you blow the smoke into the bag and it like filters it. Hmm. What? Yep. I didn't know that. That's a thing. I, I never do that either. Can they do that with farts? I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, I like it. They have filters for your underwear. They do. Really? Yeah. yeah. They're carbon they filters you yep. put in your underwear. What? <laughs> what are they called? Poodle so you can drop it. <laughs> I can't remember what they're called. Not the carbon okay, it's time for me to go home now. I just, I just looked <laughs> at the... We started talking about pooping in our pants. And no, I, didn't, take a nap. I, I didn't say pooping in your pants and <laughs> farting. Dave sends me Laying weird links. I'm yeah. sorry, Tom. <laughs> right, well, okay. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Broussard, tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. Both 8 o'clock shows sold out. Uh, you can go for the 10.30 shows. Great talking to you, Matthew. Thank you so thank much you for so coming much. in. And have a great couple of shows, or four shows, actually. Thanks, Matthew. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was Matthew Broussard on The Best Of. Coming up next, Sam Tripoli was in studios talking a little conspiracy theories. Next on The Best Of. Didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you played pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold again. Love this song. Come as you are. Damn it. All right. We are back. 
Everything good, right? Everything is good. Yep. So, Sam Tripoli with us. He's at uh, Rick Bronson's House Comedy. Tonight, two shows. Tomorrow night, two shows. And a show on Sunday at 7 o'clock as well. We're talking a lot about the... Uh, would you consider yourself, Sam, to be kind of a centrist? It seems that way to me. I have no teams. I'm on. I'm a Ronin dog. Right. No masters. I don't trust anybody. Don't come to me yep. like oh, I'm on your side or that side. I question everybody. Uh, I think you should. I think the fact that you, you know, I do a whole joke about about how like we fight over like Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. You don't even know them. Yeah. You know, the only thing we know about uh, politics is that Melania Trump is the. Uh, uh, the Michael Jordan of gold diggers. Like, she's the greatest ever hook up with creepy rich guys. You know, nobody's yeah, done it better than her, okay? From third world to the White House, much respect. Why is she? Yeah, I mean, her- you're absolutely right. Third world to White House. You know? I mean, like, dude, you ever see the list of men she dated back? I mean, it looks like every bad guy from a Bond movie, you know, that put out a hit on James Bond. That's who she, nothing but evil, creepy old guys. And God bless her, man. If I was hot, I'd, I'd only bang the best, man. I would never, you know, this coochie well, remains in a Gucci name. You know what I'm saying? That's how I roll. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad to hear that. But, I, yeah, I, I, I'm always, because con- I'm a centrist myself, you know, I don't, I don't, that far left and far right thing is just not for me. It's just well, you know, the, the, not the, for me at all. The, the left has been hijacked by trust fund kids. But basically, and maybe there was never. Yeah, that's right. The hippie right. movement was started by the CIA, who basically, and the military industrial complex. Uh, Jim Morrison's dad was involved in the Gulf of Tonkin, basically, the faking of an event that drew us into the Vietnam War. Uh, that whole, yes. it's called the um, Laurel Canyon Studios, is basically was started by the CIA to crank out all this, like, kind of the doors and all that music. And that was all the kids of the military-industrial complex and a trust fund kid. So now if you fast-forward to today, all these kids who are in the front doing all the, uh, doing, you know, are on the, all the award shows talking about, you know, we got to fight the mean o- orange man and all that. Their parents, uh, and we got, you know, we got to get rid of guns. We got, you know, we got to get rid of freedom of speech. You know, we can't build a wall. Well, they grew up in, you know, gated communities. They walk around with guards with, right, you know, with guns on them. So they're, they're, they're total hypocrites. They, they don't resist. I'm old school liberal, dog. You know, I'm like, make love, you know, make right, art, right. love everybody. Let's not make groups. We're all the same. We're more alike than we are different. And it's been hijacked by these trust yep. fund kids. And ran into the ground. That's why nobody watches anything on on uh, on uh, television or listens to music. It's just become trust fund kids entertaining stupid people, and it's peer to peer now. And that's why everything. That's why I have a career. That's why I sell out now when I go on the road. You know, maybe not on a Thursday night in Minnesota, but the rest of the time I'm I'm, I'm pretty much crushing it. <laughs> I like your take on it. So did you know this this conference that just uh, happened last weekend? I don't even know what the hell it was about. I can't the remember. AVN Awards? Was that? That's the Adult no, Video Awards? That. No, that was, no, that was a bad joke that, that nobody got in the room. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> they, they were over in Europe, and part of the whole thing was um, they had to talk about climate change and, and, and talk about, uh, you know, getting everything straightened away on that deal. Okay, so we're talking about climate oh, change. Oh, yeah, the private jets, yeah. 
1,500 private jets went to that conference. Mm-hmm. It's all hypocrisy, yes, dude. Yes, it is. They're yeah, all it's hypocrites, 1,500 too. private jets. So here's and lo- you're not supposed to drive a gas-guzzling car that doesn't emit basically anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, dude, take a look at Al Gore, man. Al Gore yeah, got on yeah. Larry King or Ross Perot and lied to our faces about what free trade was going to be. Blatantly lied to us, telling us it was going to open markets so our goods could go through the through the borders without any taxes and all that stuff. But what he didn't tell you oh, is that one place doesn't have a living wage, pay a living wage. The other one pays a living wage. Why wouldn't you build them where they don't pay a living wage? They never told you that. Ross Pro tried to tell us that, and we all laughed at him because he had big ears and talked funny, okay? Right, he, right. Like Al Gore lied to us. Now, when it comes to global warming or, or climate change, I don't know. I don't know anything. I know that, like, when I live in L.A., I think there's too many people, okay? Mm. It's just we're on yes, top of yeah. each other, right? But I won't take anything Al Gore ever says to me again as any kind of word, you know? So he hurts that whole m- movement. His daughter married a Rothschild. There's no, like, he has no credibility on anything. So I don't know. And then you got these guys taking jets to saving the planet. You're totally right, 100%. <laughs> take an air balloon. You want to show me how much you want to take an air balloon? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just uh, absolutely take a little, uh, get a little rowboat and row across. Just walk up there. <laughs> yeah. That'd be good. That's the problem. I, I would be, look, I don't think it's anywhere near as severe as these people say it is. You don't want to pollute. It's just not a good idea. So I certainly agree a cleaner planet is much better for everybody. But this doom and gloom thing, this Ocasio-Cortez says the, the planet may end in the next 10 years. She's a psop, dude. I know you think I'm crazy. I'm saying that word all the time. Oh, no, you're right. No, she's yeah, a psyop, dude. Hey, listen, any time the media and everybody starts running with it from both sides, you yeah. got to question it. And sh- listen, yep. there's one rule I have in politics after being on this planet for 40-something years. Never trust a good-looking liberal who runs for politics. <laughs> it's just don't trust them. They have no reason to make the world better. They're trust fund kids. Everybody wants to sleep with them. Why do they want to make the world a better place? Because they're getting pushed forward, yep. and they know we want to vote for f- people we want to sleep with. Obama. Beto, Trudeau, and this chick—they're all full of it. They're all—I wouldn't doubt if this is what—and this is why I think I don't know if she's old enough to run for president because I think there's a rule you got to be a certain she age. She will there's be in rule, 2024. Yeah. In 2024, okay. So this is a setup for that because mm-hmm. I think they're just using Carmelo Harris to take all the arrows and bows, and we'll yeah. see who who slips in after her because Carmelo Harris is full of crap. She's a giant BS. He goes under what I said, which is these good-looking liberals who come to you live. Her voting record, dude, she has no platform. All she was was an attorney general for California, and when she voted down early release from prison, meaning these prisoners, they they were well-acting, like, let's let them out. They're nonviolent. She voted against that to save, basically, the work, uh, the labor force, Mm -hmm. which is basically... This is the new slavery, free labor. It, it's the new way to go, and she voted totally for it. She's gonna, she's mm-hmm. gonna get kneecapped before she starts. This chick is a straight up psyop dog. Mm-hmm. They are pushing her down her throat. She's saying dumb stuff that gets one side super excited and the other side angry, and we all fight over. Yeah. No, I think it's absolutely right. Uh, I love you're taking all this stuff because you're not taking sides. Because I don't see how anybody could take a side in this. These people are all crazy, all of them. They're nuts. They're getting us to fight so. with each other so they can go and do all yeah. the other crazy yep. sh- stuff like invade Venezuela. I mean, like, dude, you, there's a real – take a real look at how many countries we're in 
and you got to ask yourself, we're close to Hitler numbers. I mean, dude, how many bad people can we go in there and then never leave? It's just the same BS story over and over again, man. Our our military has been hijacked by international bankers, be turned into stormtroopers to kick in doors, blazing four fours, and then make us do what they want. And it's like I'm I'm over it, man. This whole thing with trans in the military. I know tons of trans people. I don't know what that means about me. Probably that I had a bad coke problem when I'm some weird porn runs. Okay. <laughs> Right? But I know a ton of them, yep. and not one of them wants to join the military. None of them do. No. It's just a psyop. No. So the Guardians of the Galaxy can tweet about, we got to let trans in, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay? None of them want to join. None of them. Okay, don't, they, I know they want, don't want to join because I don't want to join. Okay? And if they Donald Trump tries to draft me, I'm going to throw on a wig, some high heels, and I'll be throwing hand jobs at AMPMs. Okay? Because I ain't going to go die in banker wars. It's just the truth. All right, it is Did I scare everybody? By the <laughs> no, I think it's no. I think it's informative, and I think hey, people should pay a lot more attention. Trust nobody so, who gets paid to tell you what's going on. Yeah, right. Okay, so psychological operations. Yes. Right? So there are two psyops, and, I, and so I wanted to bring that up because there's a PSYOP, and then there's a C SCIOP. They're different things. Correct. Correct. Uh, well, I, I know of the PSYOP. The CS, yeah, what is that? Is there a definition? Uh, SCI, it says here basically biocomputational modeling and analytics vendor and contract administration. So basically, yeah, it's a wholly different deal. Mm. It's like a lab, I think. It, it sounds like a lab anyway. Yeah. These Psychological are... operations. Are, I was, was going to give them the quick, uh, oh, cool, quick cool. descriptor here. Psychological operations are operations to convey selected information and indicators to audiences to influence their emotions, motives, and objective reasoning, and ultimately the behavior of governments, organizations, groups, and individuals. Mm. There you go. Sounds like what's happened, doesn't it? Dude, 100%. And the game, the game is so long. It's such a long game, dude. We're not talking years. We're talking decades they set this stuff up to, to, to implicate, you know? I mean, like, I just heard the craziest story ever. Have you ever – who shot JFK? Who they say shot JFK? Who? Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald. I just heard some information that wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald. You know who it was? Lee hmm. and Harvey Oswald. That there was actually two of them there. That it's just this long, this long game that gets played. Now I'm not saying that's it, but there's information that the, that they had some stuff set up like that, and that's what they do, man. That's what they do. If you look at Obama's who who his mother was and what she did, dude. CIA, dude. I mean, it's like long game. Alex Jones, CIA. It's all long game stuff, man, and it's crazy. And everybody's staring at me like I'm a crazy person, but I get it. <laughs> no, no I love not it. at all. I, I go down these rabbit holes on and <laughs> like right? conspiracy. Theories. I love it, dude. I, know. <laughs> I, I listen, man. You can do two. You, there's two. There, basically, the world breaks down to two things: propaganda versus conspiracy, right? And that's every argument mm-hmm. possible, right? Go to this YouTube channel called Edge of Wonder. Okay, they got this. Whole, they they're interviewing this guy named David Whitlock, who's talking about Wilcox or Whitlock. He's talking about. Um, Howard Hughes and like how Howard Hughes was so like crazy and paranoid. He would hire these high end uh, espionage spy uh, escorts to basically hook up with these high-end military guys and kind of drug them and find out what was going on. And they would all come back and say they would say the same thing, which is basically the the military-industrial complex ran by Luciferians, dude. And, like, 
Whether that's real or not, I'd much rather hear that than Rachel Maddow's who I look like when I shave, okay, <laughs> talking about <laughs> Russian collusion, dude. You know, it's like it's so much more yeah. interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. I, uh, uh, I just wish, again, public servants would serve the people, that people would calm down. I mean, there are people, even today, on – I don't go on Twitter or Facebook, so I don't see it myself, but I, I get told about it. They're comparing the Covington school kids, the Catholic kids, to Judge Kavanaugh. Now, they never proved anything about or near Judge Kavanaugh. But you're going to compare 16-year-old kids to a guy who was accused of sexual assault? Well, what I'm what is you, wrong with you? Here, here, dude, that whole thing was a, say with me, Psyop. Okay? Because <laughs> think about this. Judge Kavanaugh basically helped. Right? The Patriot Act. They mm-hmm. basically framed it. So Ford, the lady, her husband, her father used to be in charge of funding CIA black ops operation, meaning he would have to find the money for these black ops operations, which they couldn't talk about. She works at Stanford. She's basically in charge of the CIA intern program at Stanford. Okay? That whole mm-hmm. trial was framing this this thing between these two as a sexual assault issue. So they didn't want you to talk about the fact that this guy is for complete police state. He's he's for arming the police military-wise. He's for search warrants without uh, uh, searches without search warrants. He's uh, thinks the president doesn't have to follow the law. He's basically for a whole, whole police state world and. That was never discussed because we were too busy no. talking about what he wrote in his diary. There you that go. Was- I lo- and yeah, when he was eighteen, <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. The whole thing's unbelievable. I got <laughs> jokes too, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what we'll do? We'll 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 go to a break here. We'll come back. And now, now, do you talk about a lot of this stuff on your podcast? Oh, dude, all of it, dude. We just, I mean, we've had some amazing stuff going on right now. The whole Me Too movement is a giant psyop. Okay, I'll get into that, too. Anything you want to talk about. Wonderful. I love it. I I love your take on this stuff. I really do. Sam Tripoli, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, two shows, tomorrow night, two shows, and a Sunday, 7 o'clock show as well. Rick Bronson's house comedy. What, what did Rick just disappear? Where did he go? Uh, No, he's at the... uh... He's at the comedy club getting lights and stuff fixed <laughs> for the weekend shows. Have you seen so, the new club? Okay. How it looks, man! It's gorgeous. I have not, I have not no, been over there, yeah. but but look, he does a great job. I, I, that was very nice what you said to him today, but it's true. Rick Bronson's stuff is always great, no question. He's a good man. Well, he is. We'll be right back more with Sam Tripoli right after this. Tom Bernard, you? Best of the Tom Bernard podcast. Tripoli on the best of. Coming up next, closing out the show. We're opening up the old vault. All the way back to September 6, 2013, episode number 280 with Chris Porter on the best of. We 
got it all covered. Everything is good. Chris Porter, ladies and gentlemen, is at Acme all weekend long tonight and all weekend long, as a matter of fact. Yes, that's absolutely true. Remember, I, I told you this morning that after we, uh, we judged that contest, Catherine and Alex stayed for your show. We did. And did you not rave about it? Yes. We raved. We were laughing our asses off. Well, it I appreciate great. it. Yeah. yeah, that was a fun night. Yeah, it was a you fun got, night. It was a it good was. crowd. They mm-hmm. let me talk about things that I hadn't talked about. and. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nice. Well, you know, you're, you know, I'm at a point now where I'm trying to write a whole new hour, and so some oh, rooms yeah. don't want you to try new stuff. They, the audience, that is, they just yeah. want to hear the try yeah. and true. And Acme's real good about the audiences are real good about letting you try stuff, and they'll follow you if they like you. And and it was a lot of fun. No, to tell you the truth, uh, Lewis is one hell of an owner. Anyway, Lewis Lee, just a great guy. Absolutely. He really is just a really good. We're just talking about Rick Bronson at the House Comedy as well, another great guy. But Lou, we have, as far as comedy clubs are concerned, and there are more than two now, but uh, you couldn't find better owners than Rick Bronson, more support, supportive owners than Rick Bronson and uh, and Lewis Lee. Well, the whole scene's amazing. Like I, it I, is, yeah. I love hanging out with. Like there's some great comics out of here: Chad Daniels, Chell Bjorgen, Prince. And uh, then, uh, sure, yeah, very funny, man. No question <laughs> about it. And then, um, and it's just like I love even the like the off, like the not clubs, like Grumpy's, the open mic nights and stuff like that. It's just such oh, a very uh, familial kind of thing. Like all the comics are hanging out and helping each other out and talking, and, and that's it's just a fun scene to be a part of. No, there's no question about it. No, I have to ask you a question. There's a new talk show on MSNBC, uh, talk and interview, and if uh, if he calls, I want to know if you'll go on with, with Alec Baldwin. Absolutely, I'll go on with Alec Baldwin. He's like my favorite. Now, he had a talk show on the radio, and I don't know if you've ever heard the audio or not, but he said, all right, let's take some calls. Is the phone ringing? <laughs> is anyone on the phone? Oh, I, I guess no one's on the phone, but uh, as soon as the phone rings, we'll take some call. And he never got any call. What the hell? <laughs> Poor man. That's kind of sad. But he's got that voice where you could listen to him waiting for a phone call yeah. for like hours. Yeah. You're Hello, just like, I'm going to just hang out and listen to this. I hope he gets a phone call. Kind of hope he doesn't. I'm digging it. Whatever. No, it works. Now, <laughs> Catherine and Alex told me that you were lighting up everybody on Monday night. <clears throat> As in, like, insulting oh, them? No, it's fair Tuesday to say night. that you're Tuesday kind night. of an angry person, sort of. Yeah, I'm <laughs> astonished. It's an angry astonishment yeah, yeah. Uh, at the <laughs> relative immaturity of a lot of people in our society, I think would be an accurate description. Yeah. Give me an example. Uh, I speak about, well, I, I talk about my ex-girlfriend who liked to cry all the time. I talk about people who ask stupid questions. Uh, I, I, t- I talk about people that do stupid things. I talk about vegans and people that put giant holes in their ears and tattoos all over themselves. Like, this, especially my generation is, is really good about not thinking about the next step. Correct. They're just like, I'm going to do whatever makes me feel good now and not worry about the road ahead. Mm -hmm. And now they're all tatted up and they've deformed themselves to a point where they're never going to get a job with benefits. And, you know. Well, I mean, you got a tattoo that says YOLO right now. That would be like getting a tattoo that says the bee's knees in the 1920s. <laughs> I would get a tattoo that says the bee's knees right now. It doesn't mean anything after Absolutely. like five years. Well, my poor – one of my best friends in the world is like got a YOLO tattoo like three weeks before they came passe. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he he was like the girl who got the first tramp stamp. Like yes. he got it and it was cool for a second, and then the song came out and everything. And so now I feel bad for him. Well, it's guaranteed to stop being cool very quickly. There's yeah. no scenario in which it stays cool for more than like a year. Well, I had to Google it, so I well, yeah, the, she was like, the Macarena <laughs> stayed popular for a good 19 months. Yeah, so that's I true. Think, it did. I think you no. got to use that as a guide. And mm-hmm. Yolo at least took some thought. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. true. It the is Macarena an was the like just hey white people, you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get together and try. Yeah, and I remember being at Arrowhead Stadium and. They were trying to set the record for the biggest Macarena, and me and my best friend were the only two in that stadium just sitting down with a frown on our face. Like, <laughs> Everyone in here can eat one, because this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like that with that. the wave. They still are doing the wave. It's like, huge at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, let's sit down, people. Let's, I think it's an Hispanic thing. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, well, I think it's just because they start it. I mean, I'm not being racist. It's just it tends to start in the outfield, and then it just happens. <laughs> well, in the outfield, it has to be Hispanic. Well, at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been Dodger, to any it's, sort in of It's Chavez Ravine. Chavez not, Ravine. You know, it's just geography. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And I don't know if you watch the news. Right, we watch the news, yes. yeah. a couple of them beat up a Giants fan pretty good. Oh, I didn't know. I did not see that. Oh, you didn't? That was like two years ago. They almost killed a guy. Oh, that. Yeah, okay. I thought it just happened again. There was no Johnsons in the suspect (laughs) list. It was a lot of reasons of some sort. Chris, I have to ask you a question. I asked a lot of people this. Uh, You ever heard of the show? It's on uh, True TV. It's called Bait Car. Yes. Have you ever seen a white person steal a car on Bait Car? Uh, no. There were Never. a couple that were close. <laughs> yeah. you know, thought about it. They were like three quarters. Uh, but I think that show's predominantly set up. I think that's one of the, a lot of those true TV shows are, are like kind of scripted. It's hard right. to tell. I found out Not Cheaters is completely scripted. Scripted? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. My buddy was on it, and he, you know, I was hanging out with him. He was like, oh, my episode of Cheaters was on. I was like, you got busted cheating. He's like, dude, it's all scripted. It always has been. Yeah. Oh, shit, I thought you said Cheers. I did, too. Cheers was also scripted. I have to tell you. It was? It wasn't a shot from the hip. Yeah. So Cheaters was totally scripted. Totally scripted. Hmm. And like, and like Duck Dynasty, all that stuff's obviously scripted. Yeah, it's just like, well, it's it's extemporaneous. They tell them, you know, how to act for the camera. Yeah, it's improv. Yeah, it's it. But do you want to watch Five Rednecks improv? (laughs) Apparently, people do. Stupid shows, huge. It's and but a lot of it's just the holy cow factor. Like, you're just watching them going, look at these idiots. Yeah, but you're not going to get any creative genius conflicting with the director if you say, say, I ain't never seen a gator that big. Yeah. They'll say, I ain't never seen a gator that big. They don't try to embellish that Absolutely. with some artistic value. But I'm sure there are the days when size just isn't in the mood for your shit. <laughs> he's like, say it this way. He's like, nap, nap, I'm not going to do that. And, you know. That's right. It's hard to rationalize with people. Well, the dad is like super. He's got like a master's in education. Right. Yeah, he does. Right. And then the rest of them are just like, woohoo. 
<laughs> well, wasn't one of them like the quarterback at Louisiana Tech or something? That was the father. That was yeah. the father. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, then, that's right, with Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah Terry he's, Bradshaw. He's right. like a man. Right. He's a man. And then the brother, Cy, is like the Fredo. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like a complete liability. Poor Fredo. And then they, like the... And I know it was scripted, but still, like, 12 kids had to sit down and listen to some guy talk about Vietnam War. Did you oh, see that episode? Yeah. He's like, let me tell you something about Vietnam. And the kids are like, I, I want to leave now. <laughs> this, I'm already bored. This homeless guy keeps talking about some foreign country. Okay, I've never watched an episode. It really is about a, f- a family that makes duck calls. And they made a That's billion dollars yeah. doing That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then they're hugely rich. It's kind of the new Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, okay. But they didn't move to L.A. Uh, they okay. just hung out with all their money. Uh, from the duck calls? From the duck calls. Yeah. They Do they have like a cement pond? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> what? what? A cement pond. No, no, they just have a real one. A real one. They just have a real <laughs> pond. Cement pond? I'm like, that's gross. What is that? That's not They're so much. hard to maintain, <laughs> the cement ponds. <laughs> She's like, oh, what? <laughs> Right oh, away, uh, it was like she thinks they said semen. <laughs> Chris, uh, we have a, we have a call. So we'll take a call. Wait a minute. Absolutely. Wait a minute. Wait, we have to stop that for just a moment. Her confusion when we said cement pond and, and her jaw dropped, she thought we were saying a semen pond. Yes. yes. Yeah. I wasn't sure what you were yeah. speaking of. Yeah. I thought it was some Duck Dynasty thing. Just the they logistics do. of an yes. entire On pond of semen. <laughs> Like that, just the amount of people that you would have to get to create that. Yes. Here's one for you. Even if we're a small Here's pond, one for you, yeah. be a lot. I mean, do you want to put a boat on it? It's more I mean, like a footprint. A footprint. <laughs> Catherine, here's one for you. Puddle. She was only the admiral's daughter, but she had a lot of discharged semen on her navel. There base. we go. <laughs> Now we're just being gross. (laughs) You took it too far, Don, as per usual. That's my job. We have a call. Yep, it's Carl. 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 Yeah, I don't know what I walked into, but it's rather sticky. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. Well, wipe your feet for fuck's sakes. Yeah, no kidding. It's like the Faust. The old Faust Theater on yeah, right. University Avenue. God damn, that's right. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anybody's ever... Were you in there? Not that I will admit to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the back room, they had little glory holes. It was unbelievable. You know, actually... Uh, those were the days, right? Five nine days. Uh, when the guy could make an easy eight bucks. Uh. <laughs> You know, you're, uh, there's been a stellar list of uh, call-ins the last couple of shows. Joe Coy called in to talk to uh, Chris Porter and Ben Glebe, and Nick Swartzen called in on, uh, what was that, Tuesday? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Nick called sure. in. Uh, you know, we've had, it, we had uh, Mike from Blaine, and now Carl, you're calling. I mean, this is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. You know, I wanted to tell you about a, the, the blonde that went to the store to buy a television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said, can I buy that TV in the corner? And the clerk said, well, I don't serve blondes. Get out of here. So she goes home and dyes her hair black and comes back the next day and says, I'd like to buy that TV in the corner. He says, look, I don't serve blondes. Get out of here. So she goes home and dyes her hair red. And she comes back and wants to buy the TV. And she says, well, well how do you know that I'm a blonde? Because he said the same thing. He said, look. I know you're blonde, 
Because that's a microwave. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. Well, you got a problem against microwaves? <laughs> yes, I do. Radiation. Yes, it's One radiation. word. Yeah, well, how's everybody feeling now that, that they're all done with uh, whatever the hell you've been doing? <laughs> I was thinking, well, I was like, what are we done with? We've got some shit wrapped up, and uh, we're feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. Are you going, you running for governor? No, yes, I am. I'm not. I'm going to not run for Congress or for governor. I'm oh. just not going to. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's we're what, all very that's happy what about most it. people said. I don't know why anybody would ever want to do it. No, I agree. It's a bunch of bull butter and all these people trying to get at and you can't make any headway, and then once you do, then you got to become a lifer, and once you drink the Kool-Aid, I think you're <laughs> gonzo or whatever. You're well, my favorite it, caller of all time. Yeah. Yeah. If, I had, you, if I had run for Congress, would you have voted for me? Well, sure. Well, thank you very much. So I, won't have I, to know, I know two things, that you got a foul mouth. Yes. So you can put up with all the women that are there. <laughs> two... Number two, that you would only go in there for a short period of time. You're not a lifer. Because <laughs> I'd be voted out of office after one term. Well, I think we should get people in there for one term. I think president should be made into uh, one term, six years. And uh, so we only got one term. And then we start getting all these people out of there after two, all the rest of them. Get back to the country and get people... Like like uh, you and me in there for short periods of time, get our info out there and ideas and move along like it used to be. I know we just met, but I don't think I would ever vote for you for president. Just FYI. <laughs> I'm too just old now. Oh, you are too old. And I've, I bang too many broads. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Whoa. Let me, I'm only joking. I made that up. <laughs> You didn't bang any broads, did you? Ever. No broads were banged. A couple and one that I wasn't sure, but it sure felt good. In the making of this podcast. We're going down the wrong path, everybody. Carl, you're the best. I'm not going to like that. I'd love to buy you a cup of coffee. Come yeah. in there and buy you a cup of coffee someday. I, I just gave right him here. your number, Carl. Okay. Uh, no, are you going to bring uh, your grandson, too? Well, anybody. I got a neighbor gal here. She's a blonde. She could drive me, too. I Make sure drive. it's a car that she's driving. Yeah. Now, would you please tell me to go fuck myself? Oh, no. I don't use that kind of language. You liar. You did the last time. I never said that. What I, what I did, what I did to you, if I recall correctly, is what I'll do now, which is... Be aggressive, assertive, and get me that jingle. <laughs> that did not work well. The, the shutdown is over. The best of is returned. Well, it never really shut down, actually, ever at all. On this episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week. Matthew Broussard, Sam Tripoli, and Chris Porter. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will see you next week. Bye.